What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Really pleased to say that joining us now is Bill Dudley, Bloomberg opinion columnist and former New York Fed president. Bill, you've had the benefit of about 17 minutes to go over some of this. What's your reaction to it? I think it just reinforces the notion that the Fed's not going to be in a rush to cut rates. So the last couple of weeks, there's been a sort of change of view that the Fed rate cuts might materialize a little bit more slowly uh, with less force. And I think that this just reinforces that. The is still doing pretty well. Uh, looks like we're going to have growth in the fourth quarter of 2% plus. Uh, financial conditions have eased a lot over the last uh, you know couple of months. Uh, so I think that uh, risks are that the Fed's going to keep rates higher for longer. Bill, an unfair question. Why is the economy doing well? Is it productivity? Is it a follow-on of pandemic stimulus? What's the why of what we saw in Q3, what Atlanta GDP says about Q4, and maybe a few people optimistic about the first half of 2004, 2024. I think the biggest thing is that there were such large fiscal transfers that occurred during the pandemic that households and businesses are actually in pretty good financial shape for this late in an economic cycle. And so people have the ability to continue to spend. Uh, this is unusual. I, typically what happens is people get over their skis, they're overextended, Fed tightens, and that actually bites quite a bit on economic activity. This time, I don't think people are as overextended. And so the Fed rate hikes have had, had less uh, restraint on the economy. Given that, Bill, and especially since you said the Fed's not going to be in a rush to cut rates, do you think that the market is still pricing in too great of a chance of March rate cuts if they're talking about a 50 percent chance right now? Yeah, I do. I do. I think I think I mean, I think May is more likely. I mean, if the Fed wants to cut rates, I mean, they've made it pretty clear that they view that as inflation falls, monetary policy is being tightened and so that, that they need to follow inflation down. But to do that, they also have to get some signs that the economy is slowing sufficiently so that there's enough slack in the economy to bring inflation all the way down to 2% and keep it there. Uh, you know, the wage trend obviously is something that's going to concern them. If wages are rising faster than 4% a year, that's probably not considered 2% inflation in the medium term. Given that, and given the fact that we are seeing uh, the rate cuts being priced into the market more than you think is warranted by the Federal Reserve, how much do you think it set them back, the Fed officials, that the markets did rally as much as they did into year end? How much do you think that, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Alan Ruskin, how, many, how much do you think that that turbocharged the U.S. economy? I don't think it turbocharged the U.S. economy that much. I mean, the easier financial conditions just haven't been in place for that long. It's really only been a couple months. But I do think the Fed is a little frustrated by the fact that the market always must be more uh, dovish than the Fed uh, wants, because that makes the Fed's job more, easy, more, more difficult, because as the market rallies, that eases financial conditions, that adds impetus to the economy, which means that, that then that there's more for the Fed to do rather than less. So I think they're a little bit frustrated. You know, Powell was asked about this in his press, last press conference. 
powers. And he basically said, yes, at the end of the day, though, that you know, these things have to come together. Right. What the Fed does ultimately determines where the Fed markets are going to end up. And so the Fed right. does hold the whip here, and they'll get their way. And I think the way they get their way is they'll just be slower than what the market expects. Bill Dudley, I've got to do an acclaimed surveillance audible and look at the celebration by you and the New York Fed over Dr. Masson, uh joining the St. Louis Fed. Bullard was always, with great respect to the gentleman from Indiana University, an outlier. His dot plot was always unique. What kind of dot plot are we going to generate with Alberto Mussalam taking over at the venerable St. Louis Fed? Well, I don't have a really strong view that Alberto is going to, you know, be dovish or hawkish. I think he's going to take the information as he sees it and respond accordingly. I think what he brings to the Federal Reserve, though, is the fact that he not only is he a really good economist, but he also understands markets really deeply. Uh, so that combination of macroeconomic knowledge and also market experience, I think, is you know pretty rare in the Federal Reserve system. So he brings a really a great tool set to the Fed. Yeah, I, I look, Bill Dudley, also, just within the crush of the jobs report, we have to look at your really spirited essay on not the fragility of our banking system, but just the idea of where we're going in 2024 and shoring up the supervision of our banks. Are you optimistic we can get that important job done? Well, I think that it's pretty clear based on events that happened last uh, last March that there's supervision needs to do better. Uh, they need to be more forceful in forcing banks to remedy problems uh, more quickly. But one way I think that to do that, though, is to actually release some of these supervisory findings that currently are secret. Uh, if you knew that the, the supervisors advisory finance were going to come out with a lag of, say, six months or so, that would create huge incentives on bank managements and banks' boards to get going to remedy the problems. Uh, right now, a lot of these problems are not known by people in the marketplace, uh, and I think that makes it easier for the banks to sort of delay uh, and, and not proceed as quickly as they need to do to, to remedy their problems. Bill, fantastic column that came out from you earlier this week. Appreciate it. Bill, I just wanted to squeeze one further question in, if I can. Bill, you've been ahead of the curve big time on how far this Fed would have to go. Do you think there is still a risk that they have to move again, that another hike could be in our future? I think it's pretty unlikely. I think that the bar to raising rates again would be, you know, they have to totally reevaluate their whole framework. I think more likely story is that if things turn out to be stronger, they'll just keep rates higher for longer before they actually start to reduce rates. So I think the bar to raising rates again is pretty high at this point. Bill Dudley, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. And Happy New Year to brilliant Bill Dudley, former New York Fed president. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.